It's July the 10th. We're reading through the Bible in a year. Today's reading brings us to the book of Psalms, which is a collection of songs. Actually, it's a collection of books. It says there, you'll see right above the first chapter of Psalms that it says book one. There are five books or five volumes to this collection of songs. They're lyrics, of course, uh, of songs that they sang in the Old Testament and even on through the New Testament and many of our songs today even that we sing in church. Uh, some of them extract the lyrics right out of the book of Psalms, of course, in our language in English. But um, remember that the music sounded nothing like what we would be used to today. We can only guess at that and we can't even guess at that very well. Even our chromatic scales and all the ways that we are used to hearing music is just uh, a recent invention, relatively speaking, and so, um, you know, you go back 700 years and music sounded completely different, let alone 3,000 years ago when many of these songs were uh, written and when they were sung and expressed. Some of them are prayers directly addressing God, some are to one another, many of them are heart-wrenching, heartfelt expressions of things that these uh, songwriters are going through. Uh, so we're going to read them as such. We want to read them remembering that uh, while they are God-breathed, that God has certainly communicated to us, sometimes much like we saw in the book of Job, they're uh, accurate and, and truthful expressions of how we feel in the midst of uh, difficult times. And the humanity of the Psalms is important to note. So we get three of them today. It's a very short reading as we read through the Psalms. Every day seems to go by quickly. Uh, so slow your reading down. Take your time to soak it in. Maybe even read each Psalm a couple of times, particularly today because we had very short psalms, Psalm 1, 2, and 3. Psalm 1, classic text about the Word of God being the center of the blessing of our life as we get our minds calibrated by the Word of God. Psalm 2, the rebellion of the world and how we stand off as distinct from the world and that God and His anointed, which of course the immediate context was probably referring to the earthly king, but God had in view the ultimate king that is always uh, one who is despised by the world and people are fighting against. Uh, and then of course Psalm 3, which is a good um, template of what we need to do when we're scared, when we're worried, when we're anxious, is to go to God and call out to God to replace, as we see in Philippians chapter 4, our worry and anxiety with prayer. So great triad of psalms here that I want you to take in and soak in and use for your own prayer life and your own worship today. Our New Testament reading is in Acts chapter 16, and Paul here after the Jerusalem Council. Remember, we just talked about how we do not obligate people, Gentiles, to follow the prescriptions of the ceremonial law of the Old Testament. And here we have Timothy, who they, Paul ends up having him circumcised so that they can do their evangelism in the church, which should remind us this is not the obligation, circumcision being the sign of the Old Testament covenant, was not um, mandatory. This was not a, a moral act that Paul was engaging in. As a matter of fact, if you talk about those who saw this as a fulfillment of doing what God asks us to do, he condemns that in the book of Galatians. Right? The Galatian churches were being swayed into believing that you had to keep the ceremonial law to be saved, and, and Paul just, just rails on that in that book. So this is clearly what we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 when Paul says, we become all things to all men, uh, so that we might win some. This is an evangelistic reason to do this thing so that Timothy could come with Paul into the synagogues and preach Christ. Just like we saw Hudson Taylor putting on the, the, the garb, uh, the, the, the dress of the uh, Chinese in his uh, kind of brown great, brown great uh, breaking uh, ministry that he did in China, um, founder of the China Inland Mission, right? He was willing to put on things that he didn't need to, but he did it for the sake of building bridges and winning people in China. So anyway, a great passage. We see the, uh, I forgot to, there's a lot more in this 
chapter. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll get to more of that tomorrow, and we're only going to go through verse 15. So it's just the first section of this. Uh, our community imperative is found in Romans chapter 15. Actually, I'd like to just to spend time, if you would, reading verses 8 through 12, which is all about the fact that Christ came to save not just the Jews, but also the Gentiles. And he says, I'll just read the first verse. I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs. And then he goes on to talk about the promise to the patriarchs. Abraham in particular was that the Gentiles would hope in the Messiah. So this is all about the ethnic diversity in the church of Rome and how they needed to never use ethnicity as a distinction that created division. Matter of fact, I put my community imperative that I want you to consider this way today. Never make ethnicity a cause of division. And certainly in our day, I guess that's an important thing for us to say and say loudly and clearly to one another and first to ourselves. Uh, the things that, uh, you know, my ethnic background have zero to do with my connection with other people, particularly people that I know are loving Christ like I am, right? We, we serve the same God. We, we are um, brothers and sisters in Christ. It doesn't matter what your ethnicity is or, or your ethnic background is. Uh, we are all one in Christ, and that's important, even in the world, non-Christians, right? We should realize there's one race of people. There's one uh, group that we are all a part of, the human group, the human human race, as people put it. So uh, we need to remember that, never using ethnicity or where we came from, our background, socioeconomic divisions or ethnic divisions ever as a cause for division in the church and what's at um, in, in spotlight here is all about the Jew and Gentile distinction, but it's a great principle for us as he talks about seeing this as a whole, as a homogenous whole. The church is all about Christ. It's not about where you came from, what you look like, what your skin color is. None of that is of issue for us. It's all about, uh, it's all about Christ. So great community imperative. Never make ethnicity a cause for division. We'll be back tomorrow as we continue our reading through the Bible.